senorita Really nice to meet ya Have some tequila and stay This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's female friendship coach and TikTok legend, Danielle Viner-Jackson. She's the host of Friend Forward Podcast. She offers tangible strategies for navigating female friendships. Welcome to the show, Danielle Viner-Jackson. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and, and to talk about something that is so important. Would you agree? It's so important and so very timely. I literally just got back from a weekend trip in Nashville with my college roommates. So we have been friends for 22 years and just that dynamic, we're definitely going to go into. (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts, uh, comments, and questions, but I first wanted to start, how does a high school teacher transition into female friendship coach? I know seemingly is so random, but, um, (laughs) it surprised me too. I was teaching high school juniors and seniors and between classes and after school, the girls would come to me with their issues. And I didn't realize at the time I was coaching them through it, but that's what was happening. And I know sometimes we dismiss, you know, teenage stuff as like, Oh gosh, these girls, but I was seeing how the issues they were having in their friendships was impacting everything else. They couldn't focus in class if they just fell out with the girl beside them the night before, or, you know, uh, academic how they're performing because their friendships meant so much. And so when I left the classroom after six years, I got into public relations and I thought, oh, I'm probably leaving that friendship drama behind. But then it was like, wait a second, here I am working with smart, high achieving women who are still struggling for one reason or another. And that's when it kind of dawned on me, wait a second, at every stage of womanhood, you're trying to navigate relationships with other women. And I kind of went down the rabbit hole and became certified to coach. And for the past four years, I've been serving in this space and it's been a blessing. That is amazing. And I'm so glad you said smart, high achieving women, because I feel like a misconception is like, oh, you need a friendship coach. You must be like, socially awkward or something like that. Right. Yes. I hear that all the time. Like, Oh, a friendship coach. And then when they realize what I do, I think people will be surprised to know that 70% of the women I work with are charismatic, funny women who are killing it at the top of their game at their job. Um, but they approach everything else in their life strategically. And they're like, I'm approaching this strategically as well. So I, I think that's something that would surprise people to know. Of course it surprised me. And it makes you feel more open. I think a lot of times, like just listening to your podcast, you think that your issue is specific to you because it could be super specific, but there are so many women that are struggling with that same thing. And it's like, you, you don't want to appear too sensitive. Like this bothered me, but I can't like bring it up because then I just sound like needy. And you know, that friend that's like, Oh, here she goes again, but everyone's dealing with the same things. And I, as I said, just got back as the time that we're recording this, it was so interesting to see a friendship. There's six of us. And what I realized is that everyone is still the same, but it's like now at 40, some other people's boundaries may have changed because how we're reacting to people that we've been friends with for 22 years in our new state, you know, as mothers, 40 career women, it was like some things came up that didn't come up when we were friends in college and had no cares in the world and like didn't have anything going on. And it was itchy. There were a couple of itchy situations. And again, it's, I think, do you see a lot of people get annoyed by, it's almost like, I know who this person is, but they're not kind of meeting expectations of kind of where I am at life right now, if that makes sense. 
to- that makes total sense. Okay. That makes total sense. And I think it's one of the, like the common issues it's, you know, how to make friends is like the, the top issue in my brain. To oh, me. Yeah. But right under that is, Hey, I have friends. I'm good, but we're having some, I like the word you use. Yeah. It's some itchy moments. Itchy. And I, and, and I want to practice with you. Like, how do I work this through? What do I say? I don't want to seem like I'm being dramatic or sensitive or being, you know, a B. So yes. how do I kind of like work through this? And, um, and we try to figure that out together because trying to stay connected when to your point you have different boundaries and and values and priorities and sensitivities um require some work yes and i when this quote came out i'm going to read it just for anybody that didn't hear it I, when i was like oh my god i'm talking to danielle i thought it was a Marin morris quote you probably heard it like everybody shared it everywhere it was viral but apparently she got it from lisa marie Paso, who also said she got it from somewhere else so neither of them own it but it went viral and it's a little bit long but I was, everybody was sharing it and I'm not sure how hundred percent on board I am with it. So I want to get mm-hmm. your thoughts. It says one of the greatest lessons that adult women need to learn is meeting people where they are and to stop writing friends off for being themselves. This whole, we aren't friends because she didn't check on me or she never reaches out first narrative is lame. Women are out here struggling to just stay above water every second of every day, fighting our own demons. There's women out here going through divorces, abuse, major depression, financial trouble, family trouble, relationship trouble, health issues, work issues, deaths, and mental illness. And they are supposed to constantly check in on you to be your friend. My friendship doesn't have requirements. It doesn't have guidelines or quotas. As long as it's unforced and non-toxic, you will forever have my love and support. And it got shared like a million times that you should just be meeting people where they are and not have any expectations. How do you feel about this? <laughs> yes. Okay. I, if I had a dollar for how many times I was tagged and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to get to it. And I never got to commenting on that publicly. Ooh. Um, I, <laughs> this is original yeah, content. So, <laughs> so you heard it here first. Yes. <laughs> um, I appreciate the sentiment in that post that, hey, we have to acknowledge our friends are going through some things that you might not be aware of. Have some grace. Keep that in mind. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um one thing I think is important to note is the attitude of, listen, I don't have expectations, like do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. It shouldn't feel like work, do your thing. Um, that I kind of disagree with. Um, there's a lot of this, you know, friendship should be easy, organic. You should just understand. I think sometimes we might take advantage of the fact that our friends are going to be there. They require work like anything else. And so, yeah, I understand the part about, you know, don't get so mad and offended if your friends don't check on you. I agree. And and communicate if you have a need, don't test your friends by not saying something and seeing if they get, we're not going to do that. At the same time, yes, friendship requires effort. And the whole, uh, she used the phrase, you know, it's unforced. I understand that to a degree, but it requires work. Friendship is a responsibility. Yeah, I do need to do the work to remember to check on you sometimes. Um, And also if you're going through something, a divorce or whatever, we can't get into a habit of falling off the face of the planet and then popping back in and be like, my friend should understand. I get that a little bit, but if that is recurring at some point, you need to seek some additional support because you're taking advantage of the fact that your friends want to support you and they'll be here. Um, so, so I think there's, there's some sentiment I agree with, but I think that friendship also requires work and communication. And it requires work on both sides, which brings me to two questions that I got from people, um, non-reciprocating friendships, like I feel like I am always showing up for her and I feel like I'm an afterthought. 
she's the first person I call and I feel like she'll remember to invite me at the last second. Like, how do you talk through not, if you're feeling like your, your effort is not being reciprocated from your friend? Yeah. So literally like one of the top issues, we wrote a blog post about that like two years ago and it's still being searched every day. And it's just like, oh my gosh. So first of all, if a, if a woman's listening and she's like, oh my God, that is so me. I feel like I'm more invested than my friends. I'm an afterthought. I hear that all the time. I have some things to share on that that are going to be comforting and some things that are not going to feel good, yeah. but it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. The first thing is a lot of people are around here saying, I feel like I give more than my friend. But if you ask a room full of women that question, we're all raising our hand. I feel like I give more. So how much of that is accurate if we all feel like we're giving yeah. more than the friends giving is first of all. The second thing is, try your best to give some attention to the ways that she does contribute. So maybe you're the initiator and you've somehow fallen into the role in your friendship ecosystem of being the woman who coordinates, you know, where to go. You're like, we need to get in touch. And that's just your job. But if they're showing up eagerly and they're offering to pick you up and they're coming to the kids' birthday parties and bringing them gifts, I have to find a way to count the way that she contributes to this friendship. I need to pay more attention perhaps to the women who I'm constantly inviting and they're not returning the effort in any capacity. They're busy. They're canceling consistently. They okay. don't come to my events when I ask. Well, so, so more of the focus should be on who's receiving the invitations and who somehow is always busy because I need to turn my attention and energy to those who are reciprocating my effort. That's first of all. The next thing is if you want more balance, say so. In a, in a way that is not accusatory. So for example, let's say I'm coming from brunch with a friend. It's like the fifth time I've initiated. Perhaps I say something to the effect of, hey, so I know that I'm always coming up with ideas of like what we should do and where we should go. And I know you're probably sitting on your own ideas of things to do. So I love that. Week, you know, how about <laughs> next week? You are deciding brunch. Let me know where I'm meeting you. It's playful, but my message is still, it's your turn because I need you to be an equal participant without it being like that awkward, like, Hey, so I feel like I'm always giving and you're not giving, you know? So, so, yes. you know, so how can I playfully invite you to participate as much as I am? And then the last thing I have to share on that might not be comforting, but can open our minds a little bit. There's research that suggests that only half of our friendships are reciprocal, meaning maybe I rank her as a number 10 in my life, but she ranks me as a number eight in her life. What do I do about that? And so I know that can be disheartening. I think that's the reason why a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I feel like she's going out with other friends, but not as much as me, or I consider her my best friend, but I don't think she considers me her. That's okay. As long as you feel like she still shows up for the most part, she's supportive, she listens, and you give that to each other. Can you find a way to be content with that? Because there's likely a woman in your life who you rank as a seven and you are a 10 to her. So it's just, it's going to be like that. But as long as you have people in your life who are positive, consistent, and they love on you, can I find a way to be content with that? And it's more like just accepting your role in the hierarchy, not trying to get to one. Cause I feel like I see it and I don't even mean me. I'm like seeing this, like somebody wants to be one and they are clearly not. And so they're constantly being frustrated that she's not number one. It's like, you have, you're just going to be constantly disappointed. So it's almost like yeah. know your role and accept that or yeah. you're going to be. Yeah, it sounds kind of kind of tough, harsh, but it's like but it could actually be kind of liberating if I, you know, yes. I always joke about like the MySpace top eight and we could see ourselves ranked, you know, which was a little problematic, I guess, on its own. <laughs> but, you know, but I always say like as long as she's you guys are having good times when you come together and she's supportive and 
can I find a way to be okay with that? Because her life might be arranged in such a way where she's got other friends who, who are really top tier for her right now. That doesn't mean I don't have value as a person. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm less funny and interesting. It's just how things kind of shake out right now. And then the good news too, is that that's very fluid. So maybe in a year, because of some things that happen in life, now I kind of did kind of shift to her number one person in this season. And so kind of releasing our grip on, on having to be exactly equal, but I do understand that that is kind of like one of those values in female friendship is a sense of sameness and reciprocity. But you're right. It's fluid. That's a, such a great way to put it because like you, I have two young kids right now and I have a lot of friends who are out of, I mean, they have kids, like some of them have four kids, but they're like, they can drive and they'll call. Like, I never hear from you. I'm like, bitch, I'm doing a bath. I'm I got Mac and cheese. I'm like running down the timers going on the Mac and cheese. I got my son standing up. Don't stand up in the bath. And then it's like, when I see that, like, you don't, I didn't, you didn't call me back. To, did you see my text? It makes me like, I'm like, girl, I, I'll get to it. And like, I, if she's over there talking, like Aaron never responds, Aaron's in the trenches right now. And it just happens to be a very hard time. And it's like, Oh, woe is me. But it made me not, I had my kids later. That's where all their kids are older. And maybe I have to think back. Did I feel like she wasn't getting back to me? And I just didn't realize how hard it is to be a working mom of young kids. It's right, you just illustrated that so well of just, okay, what's going on on the other side. Yes. And also, you know, what meaning do we tend to attach to those things? So do you have a friend who's like, God, she never texts me back. I guess she's too busy. I guess she's too how, how much of that narrative did you create by yourself? Right. How much did you ask your friend? Okay. So is texting just not going to work for us? Do we need, do we need to go to once a week phone calls? Like how much have I worked with you to negotiate what our friendship's going to look like for you right now? Yes. There's a girl that calls me it. Like I'll be like recording a show. So I'll see it. I'm like, I can't, I'm not gonna pick that up right now. And then it's like, Hey, call me. And I'm like, Oh my God, is everything okay? Cause I'm five minutes to a show. Yeah. You, you said you're going to call me. We're going to catch up. And I, I don't have time and I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings. I'm also, I just turned 40 and I'm finally getting to the point where I'm not a hundred percent, just people pleasing. Finally. I'm like, no, I'm not going to let you guilt me. I don't have time right now. And I, I feel badly. I'm sorry that that hurts you or makes me look like I don't have time for a, a phone call. So it's like, I, it's when you're saying like a once a week phone call, I'm like, Oh, Like I like texting, but sometimes like give the person grace. It's like, don't assume she saw it. And is like, I'll do that later. Sometimes I don't even see my phone. It gives me anxiety to go back to like group chats. And I'm like 60, literally 60 deep because there's six people that have gone. And then it's like, where do you jump in? Should I, I want to acknowledge each person's thing that they've said, but I'm like, do you jump in where you came in? Do you start from the beginning and like talk to So nobody's feelings are hurt. I'm like, I I can't, I I don't have time for that. I don't. You're, you're so funny. I, I, yeah, the group chat is a whole other, everybody just loves you, Aaron. They're trying to get on your, on your calendar. They are all in different stages of life. And like, they're not, their kids are asleep or like, or their kids put themselves to bed. And I'm like doing the stories and the back scratches. And I'm like, I, I'm not at my phone and it's fluid. So I have to also be like, they were in this too. And I probably didn't realize, or maybe they're not remembering how hard it is And then when you, sometimes when you're working all day, you have a career and then you've got your kids to bed. Like that time to me is very sacred. As I'm sure Mm. you understand, you have two very young kids. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't care if you're my best friend and my best friend understands that (laughs) she, she gets it. And is like, no, she's not going to be offended or feel some type of way that I didn't respond within an hour because sometimes I didn't see my phone that hour. 
Now, one thing that can kind of help alleviate that is we affirm our friends. So I know recently, you know, I, my little one is, is five months when I was pregnant, it was like, no, I can't go anywhere. My feet hurt. I'm not trying to be on the phone with you. I don't feel like myself. And so I knew, man, I'm kind of like in hibernation mode. I'm not out and about, I'm not feeling it, but it was just like, I took one day to say, to text the people who are my top people. Right. And to say like, Hey, just want you to know, I'm not feeling like myself lately, kind of just gonna hibernate a little bit but when I come out of this I I, are it's important to me that that we get reconnected to let them know I'm aware I'm aware got a lot of things going on but just so you know I'll be back to create a sense of security with you but to also not have you misunderstanding or misinterpreting my my distance but I need you to know I need some time but what can I also offer you to assure you because I got a lot going on over here right now and you took the time because they're important to you to say, this is what's happening. You set an expectation. Like, I'd be like, I can't text at seven o'clock. Like it's bath right. time setting that expectation so that somebody's not hurt on the other end of it. I'm definitely not doing that. I'm setting zero expectation. <laughs> I just, I get overwhelmed. And I'm like, once it's like it's to a certain point, my husband used to say that. I'm like, you have 95 text messages. He's like, once it gets past 10 and I'm t- it's too much. And I used to be like, that's ridiculous. Like you have to get back to people, but now I get it. Like I don't, I, that's overwhelming to me. So I'm not getting back to people. And if there is someone on the other end feeling like, well, she's just not listening to my text one, you're not the only text in there. I love you, but you're not <laughs> like two. I'm in a very hard part of life with two really young kids just launching a brand. And it's not that I don't want to talk to you, but sometimes it is <laughs> sometimes I don't want to talk to anyone. It's not that I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to my husband. I want to be by, just have that sacred hour that I, where you fight as a mom, like, should I go to bed early? Should I take an Mm -hmm. hour to myself every night? It's like, Oh, so I watch a show and I don't want to talk to anybody. And in the morning, maybe setting that like nights are not good for me, but then Mm -hmm. it's like during the day is not that great for me. And I love my friends. It goes into like what I'm doing now. It's like, people are seeing which is not an important thing. I'm not in the ER. I'm doing a, in a podcast is like, Oh, well, she's doing her show. And then you get that shade. It's almost like, Oh, like, I don't want to say it's a competition, but we have careers. We have kids who are involved in things. And it's like, my kids do this and I and do this. And I, my house is here. And it was like, there, there's more elements like influencer was thrown around a couple of times. And I was like, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Like, as you know, is a itchy, mm-hmm. like, don't call me an influencer. Um, just little, I took as jabs and I'm not Mm. sure if that was the intention. And it's like, is that just the dynamic of friendship? There's going to be a little bit of a competition or is that not a friend? Yeah. So, you know, the thing with competition and friendship is, um, a lot of times we use that word and we hear only associated with like that negative connotation, like, Oh, competition, bad, Mm. bad, but it can be a good thing. I can see my friends doing something and and killing it and being like, Oh snap. Okay. I need to get myself together. So in, in, in order to use it to, to inspire me to do better, whatever. Sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm including this in the book I'm writing right now, but I think what we have to realize too, is that Female friendship is so important because I need to navigate the world with somebody who knows what it's like to navigate the world as a woman. So mm-hmm. that brings us together. But also I see myself in you. And so uh, a lot mm-hmm. comes to the table when two women come together. So if you are 
somehow still looking like amazing when you wake up in the morning, fresh faced. And you're just, I might start to think as like a mirror, like, oh snap, like I, I look kind of rough when I wake up. Like how is she just like, we're the same age. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's not because in my heart, I'm malicious against you. It's just like, I mean, our insecurities come up when we're against another woman. You know, it just brings up a lot of personal stuff. How am I doing? I know for me personally, I went through my whole, um, I get along better with guys than girls. I went through my whole thing with that, Mm -hmm. you know, my first few years of college. And I realized now it's because I didn't. I felt insecure among women because if you are, you know, super feminine and I'm not, I feel like it's only highlighted when I stand next to you. That makes sense. You are, you know what I mean? If you're very sharp and smart and charismatic and I'm not, that juxtaposition highlights how much I'm lacking that, that feminine quality. And so I'd rather not even be in your company and be reminded of how inadequate I am. And so I think sometimes the competition comes out in that way and it can be friendly. Um, but when we sense that a friend is constantly striving to show how much better she is, um, you know, sometimes we've got to, to lock that down and let her know again, I like to kind of do things playfully. So even saying something like, okay, I know, I know you're kids a baby genius. Okay. Can I I shine on my baby a little bit for a second? You know, I'm playfully letting you know, I hear you and and I'm over it. Sometimes we're trying to self-report and let people know that we're doing okay. We're doing well. Here's what you missed because I'm not seeing you every day to really go through life with you intimately and organically. So all I know of how you're doing is what you choose to share with me. So if you feel uncomfortable about behind the scenes, how your marriage is struggling, maybe you're going to highlight the things that are really, really great to let me know you're doing really well. Mm -hmm. And so it can, if we're doing that in like a concentrated way, because it's been so long, I could see where I'd walk away feeling like, okay, are, are we competing? Like, why, why are you highlighting these things? But you're trying to catch me up and let me know how yeah. things have been so great for you. So it could be, a, you know, a lot of little things. Um, and then all they have to go off of how you're doing might be kind of like social media and the little texts that you kind of give them in between, but they might put two and two together. Okay. Well, you didn't answer my texts the yes. past couple of weeks, but I guess you're also doing this podcast. So it must be because you're doing, you know, so a lot of the self-generated yeah. narrative that we do in each other's absence can be detrimental when we come together. Cause you just made a whole bunch of assumptions about my life and our friendship. And it can be, you know, cause some, some issues. You just made me think like it's maybe how I'm receiving it. You know, how like somebody offends you. And if it's something that you don't think about yourself at all, it's like, girl, bye. But uh-huh. if it's something that you feel about yourself and they say it, and you're kind of like, because I think I have a little bit of noise about like, I do an, I do a podcast. I'm on Instagram and my friends have like, in my mind, like a steady, more important job. Like a, I I'm on the internet. I'm on Instagram. I have that noise. So it's like, she may not have been saying that at all, but I'm like feeling attacked because I kind of feel that way. So I'm like, why are you calling me an influencer? I'm not an influencer. And she's like, dude, like I didn't mean anything. (laughs) Maybe it's my own insecurities about it. Mm -hmm. So that would be Yeah. That would be a friend. It's like to give her that grace that I'm asking her to have for me. But I saw you recently talk about friends that, you know, it's past the point. Like everybody has that toxic friend and you like laid out steps. I think it was like on TikTok about how to know like indisputable signs that this is not your friend. Can you share those? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a lot of times people want that checklist. We're like, okay, how do I know this person's a good friend? What are the yeah. signs? How do I know it's time to, and, um, and I get that because sometimes, you know, we, we are emotionally invested. So we're like, okay, am I just being sensitive or is it time? Or yes. we're trying to figure it out because these are big decisions. Do I let them go? Do I not? Um, and so, you know, I always say at the end of the day, if you're not feeling good, 
that's enough. Uh, now I'm going to assume that you've already had a conversation because I always like to give people a chance to self-correct. Do they have that data? Would they be operating differently if they knew that it rubs you the wrong way every True. time they do that thing? Okay. So assuming you've done that, if at the end of the day, you are not feeling good and you're leaving, not feeling good, that says it all. Um, but some signs for the person who's kind of on the fence are if she is embarrassing you in front of other people. And, and finds it funny to, oh, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. That whole thing we have no time for, mm. especially if I've said, girl, why, now why are you bringing up what I did freshman year in college mm. 12 mm-hmm. years ago? You know, you know, why, why do you think that's funny? That makes me feel some kind of way. If I've said it and you're still doing it, that says a lot right there. Um, lying and dishonesty. There's no time as grown women for me to be figuring out if you're, if you're telling the truth or if you're not, there's no time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you find out that uh, if there's any kind of, uh, emotional manipulation. So sometimes we try to get people to do what we want them to do by, um, making little comments like, Oh, okay. We're doing that again. Hmm, okay. Or, um, uh. wow, you're gonna, you're gonna date him. Like, really? huh? So if you sense that this person is, um, shaming you or guilting you for life choices because yeah. you're choosing differently than they would have chosen for themselves. So now you find yourself like watering it down or keeping it to yourself so yeah. that it's not taken out of context. You look twice at that because at the end of the day, one of the things friendship is supposed to offer me is a space to be myself. If I have to constantly measure my words, dilute, keep my successes to myself, cause I don't want to look like I'm bragging and I don't know if I can share with her. I don't want her to there's no time for that. And yeah. so there are some things, you know, the lying, um, the guilting, the judgment, um, making you feel like you have to, you know, making you feel small. And sometimes yeah. a lot of that, uh, constant negativity. I know we say that a lot and I, I, am not saying good vibes only cause that's not healthy either. But if you find that every time you walk away from an interaction, you feel depleted. <laughs> It might be time to go because there's way too much research that suggests direct connection between your physical health and the health of your relationships. There's no time to, to hold on to a squad because you want to say you have a squad, but you hate hanging out because it's a like you feel mean, like you feel right. you're hearing all these things, but I'm like, how do I just end this friendship? So it's like you tolerate it. But yeah. yeah, you, that friend that like you their number pops up and you're like, oh, here we go. And they yeah. call you every day and it's just a vent. And then you're, you're physically drained after every conversation, if you even talk and it's like, yeah. okay, they just call you to like vent all their things. And I was like, this is just, it's draining. And, but I, you want to be the friend that they vent to, but I guess if it's reciprocal, if you're, if you're venting to them too, but if someone is just calling you and it's, it's completely draining to have to answer the phone and talk to them. Like, and you just are used to doing that. Like, that's something that you should look at. <laughs> that's just who they are. And you're, you're, you've been like, just allowing it because it's like, oh, that here, they, I'm their person. They call and vent to me, but it's draining you physically. That can be really hard and take really like a physical and emotional toll and make you more anxious because to your point, now I'm, I'm dodging her calls or I'm getting kind of like resentful or I'm dreading like hanging out. I shouldn't have any of those feelings seeing my friends. So we got to get something in alignment. Exactly. And, but you just don't, you, you don't want to like make them feel bad. So it's like, I think everybody has a friend like that, but it's yeah, you get to a point. And I think it, for me, it came with age to just be like, this is just getting, or someone that you always have the friend that you have to almost defend yourself to like, I'm always trying to not sound sensitive. And it's probably to a detriment to me that I'm like, like, I'm telling you all these things, but like, why didn't I be like, you know what, why'd you say all these things over the weekend? And I don't say it. But when somebody to me is like, 
I'm very sarcastic and especially in mm. text. And like, mm. I talk to my friends a certain way and they would never be offended. And that I honestly don't want to change that. I love that. I can talk like that to my friends, like a girl I went on a vacation with, and I couldn't find this lotion. And she, we it'd been like a month and she went to the beach the next time she sends me a picture. And it's like, she has my lotion on the beach. And I was like, you're a bitch. Like, I want to be able to talk. I mean, not a great example, but you know what? Like, I don't have to be like, I didn't really mean that I want right. to be able to be casual. So if I have a friend that brings it up or is like, I felt um, slighted or I felt like, and I was like, I didn't mean that at all. Like saying bitch is not the right, just making a comment casually and a hundred percent, not meaning it literally. And then finding out like they've been sitting on it and it's really bothering them and it hurt my feelings. And I'm like, obviously I don't want to hurt your feelings. So I apologize, but I cannot I don't want to have to read back everything I say before I send it as to not offend you. You at some point have to know that it would never be my intention to hurt you. It's like a joking. And I don't want to have a friendship that I have to, I can't joke. And they're going to, you know, I don't want to like write people off from that, but I also don't want to change who I am. And any other friend that I text will just put LOL. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like at what point? I, I do know what you mean. And so here's what I would say to you. Like if we were doing a coaching session, you know, there's no right or wrong here. Like is she being sensitive or are you? It really comes down to congruence and compatibility because from her perspective, something happened. It made her feel some kind of way. So she's doing what any of us would advise, which is to say like, okay, girl, every time you say this, it makes me feel some kind of way, which we would all tell her to do. Oh, my friend does this thing. It really yes. bothers me. So she told you it's, and you said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Let me explain it. I didn't mean it that way. Yes. But now you have a choice. Your choice is to say, Hey, I feel like that's an extension of who I am. And to me, it's not worth it to stop doing that. Or you can say, okay, this friend doesn't like it. I'm going to try my best to turn it off with her because she doesn't like it. There is no right or wrong choice, but you would have to choose here. Hey, she did a, a what she's supposed to do of letting me know, hey, that's a boundary because it makes me feel kind of funny. Like that word just triggers something. I yeah, know and it's not that word. I don't want to act like I call my friends. Yeah, that, but you're right. Right, right. and yeah. I, I have a friend who does it because I, so, I think it's <laughs> funny to me, but it's not a part of like what I, I get I it. So it's kind of a mix of like, I, I can see her kind of monitoring it with me, but if it slips, I don't get into like, my God, like I, I told her, how could she be so disrespectful? Exactly. Because I know. So it's one of those things we negotiate. Okay. Do I water this down? Do I not? Um, but those are exactly the kind of little flames that happen in friendships where we have a moment of like, okay, okay. How do we make sure everybody gets what they need? Yeah. Because I might calculate that this friendship is worth it to kind of adapt or not. Or it's like a lot of work. And it's like, I just, my friends, I don't, think about, I just sent, sent text back and nobody feels offended, but you're spending a lot of time. It's making me sound like I'm so insensitive, <laughs> like, but how about you just send emojis? And, yeah. And I'm like, or be like, <laughs> it, I, or I don't mean this. Ha LOL. This is not, I just, I feel like I'm changing my personality. And then it's like, is a friendship. Shouldn't you, like you said, just be at your house and be no judgment. And not even that she's judging. Cause yes, her feelings are valid, but it's like, you have to know me. You cannot think that I intentionally meant something that would want to hurt you. And she'd be like, no, I know. I'm like, then why are we having this conversation? Like, you know, I didn't mean literal. And I don't want to have to like, think about this every time I text how I say things. Cause then it feels like a ton of work for a friendship that I don't work at with my other friendships. If that makes sense. Anyway, did I get to any of the questions that people sent in? Yeah. Everybody's talking about non-reciprocating friendships. They feel like they do more um, attachment style and friendships, like honoring and understanding 
that what you need from a friend may not be what they need. I just had an episode um, on this on my podcast. And I know like attachment styles are like very hot right now. Um, and, and I just say, you know, I know people are reading into it and learning more about themselves, which is awesome. Um, one thing I, I really like about what she shared is that we, our goal should be to try to get as close to secure attachment as we can. And there's research that suggests that even learning about the styles, you're going to get closer to secure attachment just, just by knowing and having that knowledge in your brain. I think it comes down to, let me understand what my tendencies are. Cause I don't just fit into one little category. What are my tendencies? And then how do I need to get around that? Because I don't know about you, but one of my personal pet peeves is when I, uh, when people find out things about themselves where they take these tests or get this diagnosis and they're like, Oh, that's why I do what I do. Cause I'm this. So yep. that's, that's what, instead of like letting it inform your behavior. Oh snap. Okay. I have a tendency to do this. What do I need to be doing to correct that? Yes. Um, it's just kind of like a thing for me. Yeah. Because, because you're I, like, you justify it. Like, well, I'm this. So right, this is what I right. do. <laughs> right. So if you know that you're avoidant or that you're, you know, whatever, you know, okay. I, uh, uh, I feel myself about to have that tendency. <sighs> let me, let me, let me correct for a second. Yeah. That should be the goal and not finding people who allow you to be all the things. So uh, recently I had a, a coaching client who uh, came to me because her friend just found out she has ADHD and she's like mid thirties. So this mm-hmm. is new for her. And she's like, oh my gosh, that explains why I forget things and why I'm late and why I cancel and why I don't show up, but there's been no change. And so she still expects her friends to let her cancel, not show up, yeah, not text back, not to. So it's one of those things where we have to figure out, okay, I love you now, but at the same time, let's get a handle. So with attachment styles, I think it's great to learn ourselves, but I'd be curious about how you use that information to inform how you relate to other people. Love it. Not use it as a justification of your behavior. And this is just what I do. Right. This was incredible. I think finally squats and margaritas is about finding that balance and you seem to have found it. And I, I love that you you're just so open. It's like you're nursing, you're typing, you're showing how hard it is to be a mompreneur with two young kids any advice for me on how you're finding that balance by growing your brand? I know you have a book coming out. You're working on a book. You're doing all these amazing things. And you have two, I mean, little. Five months and three years old. I got a three and a six. How are you finding or striving towards the balance between like being a mom and being an entrepreneur? Yeah. um, You may have already heard this before because I hear other women kind of floating this advice around, but I'm starting to learn that. I'm, I might only be good at one every day. I, I'm not going to be good at both of them that day. Okay. So maybe it was an awesome mom day and I was present and phone was away and we're playing on the floor. And there are people in my inbox like, Hey, Danielle, like, can you send those notes? Like, can you send that? And so I was bad entrepreneur today, but man, I rocked mom today. I'm noticing it's really hard to rock both on the same day because you, you, I mean, there's only so many hours and so much attention. Um, so I'm getting okay with that. Um, and then also I, I am starting to pull away from hustle culture. I always say I I was a victim. I I bought into all the, like, look at how much I did today. And on IG stories, you're like, "Mm, here's a peek at my calendar. Look at all the things I've going on and which sounds gross to even say, but I was, you know, (laughs) I still hyper vigilant. That's me. Everything has, look at all these things I checked off on my list. Yeah. Look at how productive I am. Just killing it. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag Mm. like mom life, I've been doing it. (laughs) And, um, and now I'm realizing like, 
wait for what I was tired crying in the car on my lunch break. Cause I'm exhausted, but yeah. you got to keep up the facade. So yeah. now I've been okay with putting up an away message that says, I'll get to you in 72 hours of getting your email. And it's allowed me to breathe. And I've noticed most people don't care. It was the it's standard you're putting on yourself. Most yes. people are like, oh, okay, well then I'll hear from you in a couple of days. Yes. And so I think kind of like communicating it to people and seeing that they want you to be okay too, I think is, is really liberating. Oh my God. I need to get there. I need to put an away message. It, yeah, away it's it's message. self-imposed. I'm mm-hmm. like, why well, didn't get back to that person? And then it's like, so something that's still on my brain. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't even remember that I didn't get back to them, but I'm like laying in bed. Like there's two emails unanswered. <laughs> Damn it. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Great advice. Um, the book fighting for our friendships, uh, 2024. I'm so excited. Like it's been such a blessing. Somebody on TikTok was like, Hey, I'm waiting on your book to come out. This was like a year and a half ago. And I was like, Uh, (laughs) Oh, wait a second. I should write a book. (laughs) And so, um, that's been really fun. And it's going to talk about the art and function of conflict and female friendship. What are the things that bond us? What are the things that break us and how can we recover? Because women's friendships are according to research more fragile than men's friendships, but they're also deeper. So what does that mean for us? You know, and so um, I, I'm doing all the research now and, and women are sharing their stories with me, which is amazing. Um, and women listening can share their stories at betterfemalefriendships.com slash book. Um, and I'm really excited to get that in women's hands um, in 2024. I self-published. So like, God, it's somebody that gets a, a book deal. Like I get how amazing that is. That's so cool. 2024. And then where can people find you? Anything on Instagram at friend forward and the, uh, everything else is housed on the website at betterfemalefriendships.com. And your fabulous TikTok. TikTok is at the friendship expert for just some, 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 some good research videos and others are just like, you know, those silly trends, you know, they are right. You are ki- I you're, can't you're killing it on reels. I was watching a lot of your reels this morning. Really good. I can't. Well, that's so funny. Cause like, it's like, I can put the same thing on reels that's on TikTok, and it goes to four people see it on TikTok, And I'm like, it did really good on Instagram but it dies on TikTok. So any, I mean, your book deal and your TikTok numbers, I'm, I'm a fan, you are goals and you're going to help a lot of people in this episode. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Thank you so much for listening to the squats and margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So you never miss an episode and I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of squats and margaritas.